Hey, Coyotes fans, and welcome to Locked On Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, coming to you guys on Friday, February 14th. Very close to a Friday the 13th this month, by the way. Um, and that was what it felt like for the Coyotes on Thursday the 13th uh, up in Ottawa, falling again uh, in, in a game they really should have won, a game they really needed to have. And they go down 2 nothing early, very reminiscent of the Montreal game, but not enough uh, in the tank for the Coyotes to come back and compete in this game as they lose once again a very slim lead uh, right now in the second wild card. Uh, Winnipeg, who's one point behind them with games in hand, uh, plays tonight on Friday. So by the time the Coyotes host the Washington Capitals, on Saturday at Gila River Arena, the Coyotes could be back out of a playoff spot, and that was what made I thought Thursday's game so such an important one. The Coyotes have played so well on this road trip, despite only having one win to show for it to date, and they really come out so flat in, in Ottawa, which was just really confusing. Coyotes owning up to it after the game. Rick Tockett, uh, you know, saying it's his fault, and uh, you know, Lawson Corral saying there's no excuse for it. But you know, regardless, I think it's everybody needs to be accountable. And whether you think this is Rick Tockett's fault, whether you think this is the players' fault, you know, it's the blame goes everywhere. Honestly, at this point in the season, when you can't get up for a game, obviously you you put the microscope under the coaching staff, you put the microscope under the leadership group. That's all. Oliver Ekman Larson, that's Derek Stepan, that's Nicholas Jalmerson, uh, that's you know guys like Phil Kesso, Alex Goligoski, the other veterans of the room as well. Even if they don't have a letter, Brad Richardson's in that group too. Uh, you, you put the you put the uh, the microscope on those guys, but at the end of the day, these guys are all adults. They're all uh, they're, they're they're all expected to be able to play at a high level and be able to get up for important games. And Rick Tockett has said it multiple times in the last few weeks. If you can't get up for these games, if you're not motivated to play right now, then I don't know what to tell you. You know, and then, you know, that pretty much saying it in in no in no certain words, if you're not getting up for these games, why are you in the NHL? You know, I mean, like this is the time. These are the games that uh, you play for, right? Especially when when you're the Arizona Coyotes, you haven't made the playoffs since 2012. You haven't made the playoffs since you were the Phoenix Coyotes. Um and, uh, and there was only one player on that team who's still on this team, and that's Oliver ekman Larson, who would, I'm sure, like nothing more than to get back to the playoffs. And I know he's hungry for it. I've talked to him about it. Um, but at the end of the day, they're just not doing enough to to get those wins that they need. Now they have uh, some really tough games coming up, as we highlighted in the in the last podcast here. Um, you know, if you guys uh, listened to that, of course, uh, we kind of laid out the schedule that awaits the Coyotes. But I want to spend today answering your questions as I do from time to time. I put out a tweet after the Ottawa loss at R.A. Morin underscore AZC on Twitter, and I had a lot of replies. The most replies I've had uh, during a for a listener uh, question segment on this podcast, so I really appreciate you guys turning up for that. I really appreciate you guys uh, uh, kind of uh, engaging with that idea and, and, and kind of letting your thoughts be heard because I think it's important. You know, I, I understand the frustration. I can totally, uh, I, I can totally see the logic of, of, of a lot of what you guys are saying. So that's pretty much what we're going to be doing uh, a lot today. So I mean, without further ado, let's just get right into it. Obviously, we'll we'll be taking some breaks along the way, but there's a lot of questions to get to, and I did promise I was going to answer every single one of them. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. So we start with a big one, big question here from Joe: What needs to change? Okay, that's that's a pretty general question. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, uh, a lot needs to change. Uh, they have players who need to start performing. Clayton Keller, I think, has been better of late, but he still needs to be producing. Uh, Phil Kessel has been a mystery all season and continues to be. 
Oliver ekman Larson, look, I don't know if he's still playing injured from that knee injury, uh, but I think there's a little bit more he can do on the ice and off the ice. Um, and it's accountability. You know, everybody's got to be accountable. And the energy level. I mean, I don't understand. What, I think a lot of people are having trouble understanding what, what is wrong with the Coyotes' energy level at this point in the season. Why aren't you getting up for these games? You know, I think those are, are some of the big things that, uh, you know, that, that need to change right off the bat. We got another one here from John Pletcher. How many losses will it take to get some kind of action or reaction from our owner? You never see him unless it's in a visiting team's suites. And as an owner, if you have an employee or employees massively underperforming, you make changes. Sorry, I'm just PO'd with this team. Obviously censored that last part. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, look, I, I don't think uh, – I think I know what you're getting at. You're getting at, you know, is Rick Tockett going to be fired? It's not going to happen. Uh, Rick Tockett's not going not to be fired this season. I could say that with um, – uh, with 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 pretty much complete certainty, uh, you know. Obviously, I know the the coaching climate in the NHL is has changed the way fans are, are looking at the situation. You look at you know, Boost Boudreaux was just fired in Minnesota. Uh, they're still in the playoff race. Obviously, look at Gerard Gallant uh, firing in in Vegas, and I think that changed a lot of people's you know take on kind of oh man, like the second anything goes wrong, any coach can be fired. You know, that's true to an extent, but I don't think the Coyotes really uh, really fall into that category. I think they, they're independent thinkers. I think they, um, you know, they don't really go with the flow uh, when it goes to comes to the coaching climate. I think they have their own kind of internal, um, you know, internal values and, and their internal checklists and, and warning signs. And, you know, obviously they want things to be to be better, but uh, I can say with pretty much certainty that Rick Tuckett's going to come back um, next season. So I understand what you're getting at, John. I'm sure I'm sure there's frustration all around. Rick Tuckett's probably the most frustrated guy of all of them. So um, that's, kind of, uh, that's kind of my answer to that one. I get one from Cheryl here. Sigh. That's the whole question. But really, the Coyotes were so good on the road earlier this season and have been so bad as of late. Is it just the Kemper injury, or is there something else going on? Well, I certainly think the Kemper injury is big. I didn't mention that uh, when I was answering Joe's question, but I certainly think that goaltending consistency, whether that's Kemper in the net or not, that's certainly something that needs to change. But uh, I think there's something else going on for sure. I think, um, you know, Auntie Ranta and, and Aiden Hill, have, I think, played pretty well most games. I really thought Auntie Ranta didn't have a terrible game in the crease, but I thought, like, mentally i didn't really see auntie Ranta in the game as much obviously the the mistake right at the end of the game uh you know taylor hall comes on for the extra man auntie ronta's got you just got to get off and i understand like you know that's on taylor too but you know there was another play earlier in the game on that first goal where i thought auntie Ranta and rick Tockett said he thought auntie Ranta could have helped out with uh with that dump in so uh but for the most part i thought aiden hill and and um aiden hill and and auntie Ranta put together some pretty good performances but not enough to to bail out the defensive mistakes and, and really the, the lack of offense that the coyotes have been putting out really since that Kemper injury and maybe you could even say before that but Kemper was was masking a lot of that here's one from Greg what the heck is the matter with the power play um Phil Housley well you're saying uh yeah okay so Phil Housley should be called out on this one because he's in charge of it and it's been lackluster to uh to say the least yeah it's been lackluster I think they've had really good stretches I think they've had also really really bad stretches and maybe more bad stretches than good stretches they rank right near the bottom third of the league in power play effectiveness. And I think when you have a unit that's got Taylor Hall, Clayton Keller, Phil Kessel, Oliver Reckman-Larsen, Jacob Chikrin, Nick Schmaltz, Connor Garland, Christian Dvorak, right? I mean, Carl Soderberg, the, the list goes on and on, right? These are these are really, really good players, and um, they're just really not performing consistently. And I think you look at special teams in the NHL, it, it makes all the difference. Uh, it's 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 game-changing. It, it can sway the game in your favor when maybe you don't have your best game, and the Coyotes, maybe they need to start taking advantage of that. Um a little bit more 
So I got another one here from uh, Brandon Trowbridge. If Chica's experiment blows up, and uh, you know, kind of saying there's, you know, if Chica's experiment blows up with no first rounder this draft, you can't resign Hall, you miss the playoffs. Keller uh, being overpaid, Schmaltz non-existent, Keller invisible. You're burning a year of Hayden's ELC for 15 to 20 games. You're near the cap. Where do you make changes for next season? That's a really complicated question, Brandon. You kind of hit on a lot of a lot of things there. Um, I think that's definitely a you know that's definitely like a worst case scenario type thing i think a lot of that is i am not saying it's not valid but a lot of that is a, is a little overblown i mean kind of take that piece to piece right no first round of this draft and obviously that only happens right if if, if the uh if the coyotes don't make the playoffs you know it's top three protected so even if they you know got a top three pick you'd still get that pick obviously you make the playoffs and it doesn't really matter that much right um, if you can't re-sign Hall, you know, obviously that has a lot to do with missing the playoffs. I think that, you know, your chances of re-signing Hall increase if you miss the playoffs. Keller being overpaid, he's not overpaid this season. So I think, like, look, yes, he's been, you know, it's been disappointing and certainly he hasn't uh, taken the step forward. I think a lot of people wanted him to. But, again, with Keller, uh, you know, saying he's overpaid, it's a little it's a little premature to say that. Um, if he comes, first year of that contract, next year, if he comes out and does the same thing, then obviously we can have those conversations. Um, Schmaltz not existing, Kellen Riz, but I think Schmaltz has been pretty good lately. Obviously not not producing score wise, but I think Schmaltz has been pretty good. Uh, you know, obviously we've we've talked about the the Kessel struggles, uh, burning year of Hayden's ELC. Yeah, I, mean, I think a lot of that too is you know uh, they've had a healthy lineup, they've had a pretty deep lineup, and and you're near the cap. I, you know, like where do you make changes for next season? It's hard to say at this point. I think a lot of that uh, depends on you know whether they make the playoffs and how far they go, right? So I definitely understand all, you have a lot of concerns. Clearly, in this question, there's there's uh, several concerns you're 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 listing here. But um, you know, I, again, I would say let's wait and, and see where the season ends up before we kind of ask those big questions. We're gonna take a quick break here on Locked On Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Be right back after this. All right, everybody, welcome back to Locked On Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Richard Morn here answering your questions that you send me on Twitter at RAMorn underscore AZC. Next time, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, uh, next time you guys can partake in these uh, listener questions uh, episodes and really got a lot of questions from you guys. Uh, so I'm not going to waste too much time to get right back into it here. So uh, this one from uh, Levy Kreklo. Uh, Honestly, how does the team that looks so great on paper continue to tank this bad? Do they not see the standings and realize what's at stake? Seven seasons of no playoffs, about to be eight. Love being a Yotes fan. Well, uh, you know, again, you know, has this group underachieved? I think absolutely they have. You know, when you look, again, you look at the talent they have on paper, um, you know, it, there's really, there's not a whole lot you can say about some guys that just aren't there on a night-to-night basis. And, um, you know, d- to your question, do they not see the standings and realize what's at stake? That, to me, is the most concerning part, in my opinion. You know, you look at you look at the standings, you know you need two points on this night. You know you need all the points that you can get. Why 
why is it so hard for this team to uh, you know get up for those games and, and play complete 60 minute effort? That's the question to me. You know, why is it proved so difficult? And again, you put the microscope under the leadership, under the under the coaching staff. But again, at the end of the day, it's on the it's on the players to be um, to be accountable. One from uh, Milk Cartoon Keller, interested in the thought process. Interested in thought process of Kessel, Keller, Schmaltz, the three guys with nothing to show. Kessel, a true disaster skating around at what, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Chik, you're saying you're saying Chika missed bad. What what turned the team for worse? We know Darcy, but other factors, yeah. Obviously, you have some strong thoughts on, on, on uh, Phil Kessel there. You know, obviously, I'm not saying it's not fair, but... You know, yeah, I think I think those three guys are, are really who the Coyotes need more from. Again, I think Kessel. I mean, I think Keller and Schmaltz have been better as of late, but again, they need to be producing. Uh, Kessel is is a guy who he's been a mystery all year, and he had the groin injury earlier in in the season, and just hasn't been that explosive skater. Hasn't been that difference maker. He's making real suspect decisions out there on the ice. And yet he's still out there in a position to succeed. So you know maybe at some point he turns it around because clearly Rick Tockett isn't isn't pulling him from those situations. So uh, you know maybe that bodes well for Kessel. Maybe it doesn't. Um, you know I'm not sure. You're you know saying Chaikin missed bad. You know I think I think look I mean it's kind of hard to say. It's, it's a little early. Still got some years left on that contract. You know we'll we'll kind of see what happens. Right. Went from a budget video file. Uh, P, uh, PP coach has to go. Power play coach has to go. Too much talent on this team for the power play to be this bad. Yeah, again, you know, it's it's been inconsistent. Um, you know, again, I, I don't really foresee the Coyotes firing coaches um, during the season. You know, after the season, we'll see where they end up, and and obviously, I think those decisions are going to be made. Um, at that point, JT in the AZ. It has to be said, guys, who should be potential scratch list. Uh, Keller, two points in fifteen games. Kessel, Hinnestrosa, Osterly. Yeah, he scored, but still an awful defender. And and Goose has been a turnover machine. Yeah, I mean, I think I think again, you're you're talking about a lot of guys that still have a lot to, lot to offer this team. I mean, you, you know, Rick Rick said it the other day. You can't just call up, uh, you can't just call up six guys from Tucson. I mean, you, you just can't do it. Uh, you know, does does Barrett Hayton, who rejoined the Coyotes uh, on on Thursday, is going to be rejoining the team in Arizona? Uh, for Saturday's game against Capitals, does he draw in? I think he should. My opinion is, I think I think Barrett Hayton absolutely should. You need to find a spark. Maybe Barrett Hayton can be that guy. I think uh, I don't know who's going to be sitting in favor of Barrett Hayton, but I think whatever the case, whoever you sit, you make room for Barrett Hayton right now, and that's that's just kind of uh, that's just kind of what what I would do, at, you know, at this point um, in the season. Uh, we're going to take another quick break here on Lockdown Coyotes. When we come back, we're going to be answering the rest of your questions here on Locked On Coyotes. All right, and welcome back here to Lockdown Coyotes, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, answering the rest of your questions uh, here on this Friday, February 14th, uh, previewing the game against the Washington Capitals on Saturday at Gila River Arena from Roz Meager. So here's a question for you. How many points did the Coyotes have last season compared to the same number of games played as now? Well, Roz, I saw your question last night, so I decided to do a little bit of research on my own. 
through 60 games last season, the Coyotes were 27, 28, and 5 for a grand total of 59 points. This season through 60 games, the Coyotes are 28, 24, and 8 with a total of 64 points. So they're uh, 5 points better than they were at this point last season, but it should be noted that this was... uh, that that last game, the Coyotes' 60th game last season, was the start of that six-game win streak, if you remember, through February. So Coyotes had that big six-game win streak that Edmund, they won in Edmonton, they won against Edmonton, um, and that was the 60th game of the year. That brought them to 59 points. That was the start of the six-game preview. So I think once we get to you know 60, 65 games, I'd be interested to look at that uh, point differential because this was the start of the Coyotes' big run last year. Is it the same for the Coyotes this year? And obviously, we'll uh, you know we'll, we'll be finding out. But um, that's a, a little bit of context to kind of answer your question. From Greg Meal, any rumors of a Brendan Dillon trade uh, would would make some sense with no grit other than Kraus. I haven't heard anything about Brendan Dillon specifically, but I. Definitely Definitely think the Coyotes are in the market to to maybe grab a, a defenseman, someone to give them a little bit more toughness on the blue line. Maybe they part with somebody like Michael Grabber to make make the cap work. I can definitely see something like that happening. Johnny uh, Johnny uh, Karate uh, in past years, Takis Gresh underperforming players in an effort to increase their production. So I'm interested in your outlook regarding the impact of Takis' relationship with Kessel, and you think that it is effectively causing the inability to hold him accountable. Johnny, I think that's a really really great question. It's certainly something that I've been keeping an eye on all season long. It does seem like there there might be a little bit of a double standard with Kessel, and I I was kind of hesitant to to come around on that, but that's kind of becoming increasingly uh, increasingly clear to me as much as I um, as much as I really hate to admit it, but it it, it does it it kind of seems like Phil Kessel is, is never being taken out of those positions to succeed with the Coyotes, and and for whatever reason, Rick Tockett is is consistently putting him back there uh, despite Kessel's shortcomings and, and mistakes. So it's a really good question, Johnny. It's something that I plan to investigate a little bit more, um, but certainly uh, there there is something there where it doesn't quite match up. You look at I mean, look at Thursday's game. Connor Garland I thought had one bad period, and boom, he was off the top line. And yet, you know, Phil Kessel has kind of been anchored, you know, uh, at his position and uh, on the power play, doing all those things and. Um, you know, obviously, there. I think there. There are always other other factors to consider, but certainly with something that that caught my eye last night. Trevor Johnson, something's got to be done about this no energy to start games. Yeah, I mean that's something. Uh, you know, I kind of addressed that already. Certainly, uh, the the lack of uh, urgency is is certainly been jarring with this team. Uh, HLRs are more invisible seven million player in the NHL than Clayton Keller. Uh, well, he's not making seven million dollars, so yeah, I guess in that sense he is invisible. But no, I, I know what you're saying. Clearly. Uh, you know Keller. Keller needs to be better. Uh, you know he knows it. Everybody knows it. Um, you know there's really not a whole lot more that can be said about it. I wrote about it extensively. Sports.azcentral.com. If you want to uh, check out that story, I went in depth on that um, on that topic. I got some uh, late breaking questions in from you guys uh, at, coming in live here at the time of recording. So bear with me here, Rob E. Now that Hayton is back up to the big club, let's see what this. Uh, let's see what he can do. You know, if uh, yeah, I think I think I agree with you. You know, I I, I want to see Hayton in this lineup on Saturday. That's 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 what I want. I want to see it. You know, is it going to happen? I'm not sure, but uh, it's certainly something that you know, I mean, you know, I'm not the coach, but if I were, I would certainly be putting him in there. Tall Dave AZ, does getting Kemper back really make a difference? You know, I mean, I hear you, you know, but look at the record since Kemper's been gone. What, I think it's like 8, 11, and 4, something like that. Uh, clearly, it has made a difference for the Coyotes. I'm not, you know, maybe Kemper was masking some of those deficiencies. Maybe it's a confidence thing with Kemper in net. You know, it's it's kind of, it's 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 an intangible that is, is a little bit hard to describe, but I certainly think it, it'll make some somewhat of a difference. I certainly think so. Um 
got one from Jonathan Michaels. Can you use some voodoo magic to get Kemper healthy and forcibly remove about 95% of the roster's heads from their backsides? Okay. Yeah, no, I, I don't have any voodoo magic here, but uh, certainly uh, um, certainly understand where you're coming from there. All right, well, those are all your questions here on uh, on, uh, on Locked, on, uh, Locked on Coyotes listener questions segment. Uh, and let me just check my my notifications here make sure i didn't miss anybody because i did promise you i was going to get to every single question and some of you guys just wrote in comments i'm not gonna i'm not gonna repeat the comments some of them are uh just comments but if you guys want to send me questions the next time of course i'll be sending out that tweet you can let me know at ra morin underscore azc on twitter of course thank you guys so much for for tuning in the coyotes uh, a little bit of a gauntlet here you can listen to the previous podcast where we broke down all the upcoming opponents the coyotes are going to have to uh, be facing, but it starts on Saturday against the Washington Capitals. Will Barrett Hayton be in there? What's the latest on Darcy Kemper? We'll find out once the Coyotes get back home. They're currently uh, in the air on their way back home from Ottawa as I record this. So we'll be finding those things out once they land back in the Valley of the Sun. Until next time, everybody.